episode 24 of the Bomber Brothers podcast, part of the Pinstripe Valley community of podcasts. Uh, Sean and Ryan with you, and Sean, probably already your favorite episode just because of the number it is. It could have taken on a lot more meaning because the Yankees had a chance to clinch last night as we record on a Thursday morning, but first, the offense can't get it done against the Angels' bullpen of all teams, getting retired 17 in a row. And then the Rays get to Kenley Jansen and turn a two-run deficit into a a win in 11 innings. So the Yankees' magic number is still one. There's, once again, a whole bunch of injury news to catch up with since we talked last week. Some good, some bad, and some really bad. Um, But yeah, just a roller coaster of emotions this week but it all adds up to the Yankees just need to win tonight and they will be the American League East champs for the first time since 2012 well I mean it's been a long time coming and to the day that we drop episode what number this is 24 24 okay episode 24 uh no I don't recognize him um Tim Martinez day (laughs) 9-19-19 with number 19 on the mound on episode number 24. It's just a lot of good juju for the clinching day today. And, you know, like I was saying before we started recording, sort of happy that the Rays won last night because the Yankees, it's been seven years since they've clinched a division title, um, which was at home on the last day of the season against the Red Sox in 2012. I was there with uh, my friend Vinny. Um, won't be there tonight, but it'd be great to do it in front of the home home crowd and really give them a chance to to celebrate with a win. I always feel like kind of doing it after the loss is a little bit weird. Um, so uh, hopefully tonight Tanaka goes out and gives a gives a good performance and um, and it'll it'll be a good good party at the stadium tonight and hopefully the first the first of four parties that they have um, in the in the clubhouse, whether that be the home or the away clubhouse this season. Yeah, I, I was with you. Once the Yankees lost, I was like, all right, well, hopefully the the, um, the Rays can win so the Yankees can you know celebrate on a final out on their own field in front of their own fans. And then I turned the, you know, the Dodgers-Rays game on, which was in like the fifth inning by the time the Yankee game ended. So I watched this all the way through to the ninth inning with the Dodgers up 6-4. And then I kind of shifted to, all right, like the Yankees are all in the clubhouse watching the game too, like – just clinch now I've already like invested all this time into watching this game and then of course that's when uh the Rays make their comeback on and oh man I got for a little bit I I got annoyed but you know now I'm kind of back in the all right like this is probably for the better let's watch them clinch in the Bronx and you know catching a last out or reacting to a final strikeout and and getting that that cool moment in front of the fans because it has been like you said a, a long time coming the Yankees have been competitive every year since we were three four years old which is pretty incredible to think about but over these last six seven years it's crazy to realize that none of them have produced a division title so it's going to be it's definitely going to be a fun thing to celebrate the magic number at one with what nine ten games left um now, on the uh, darker front of the race towards another goal, which is home field, the Yankees lost last night and the Astros won. The Astros are on fire right now. They are now two games ahead of the Yankees for home field, just just one in terms of record, but they also own the tiebreaker. And they play these Mike Troutless and Shohei Otani-less Angels seven, what, seven times in the last nine games. So, 
it's uh, looking a little more bleak that the Yankees are going to have home field and throughout the uh, American League part of the postseason. Yeah, and I mean, you hope that the Yankees would um, take care of business against the the Angels tonight because, I mean, you know, winning two of three is, is, is good. Like, you're not going to complain if you don't sweep the team. You just expect to win two out of three. So the Yankees have, you know, they have the the games in front of them to win as well with, I mean, the Rays they, they come in against, which I'm sure is going to be competitive because the Rays are in a super, you know, tight fight. But they have to play the, the Blue Jays this weekend and – Blue Jays have manhandled them in Toronto, but Yankees have to pay that favor back in, in Yankee Stadium because think about how many games they've lost to the Blue Jays this year that really affect that American League, that American League um, overall best record race. Yeah, the Blue Jays have been a, a thorn in their side. Hopefully, that changes in, in the Bronx. And um, so, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Yankees didn't clinch last night, but they still did have something to celebrate. They gave a nice hand to CC Sabathia, who came out in the uh in the third inning and you know Boone gave him a nice hug he gets congratulations from everyone in the dugout I wish the Yes Network didn't cut it off when he was kind of in the middle of all of his handshakes but I guess they had to go to commercial but anyway um just you know another opportunity to honor CC who's been a Yankee for 11 years now and definitely was one of the key pieces to them winning their last World Series who knows exactly how and if he'll be used in, in the postseason. doesn't look like it'll be in a starting role. It will probably be out of the bullpen. But um, if that was CeCe's last start, which it probably was, on a Yankee Stadium mound, it was a, it was a nice ovation he got and a, I think a necessary acknowledgement of someone who's been such a huge part of the team for over a decade now. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's taken on the the leadership role, the sort of the the godfather of the pitching staff after Pettit left, and um, it was really cool to see him get a little a nice little moment. I know they're doing a ceremony Sunday before the game, which I'm sure will be be nice. I'm sure they'll get him some nice gifts and everything. But um, it's been a really fun ride with CC. Uh, you know, from the ups in the beginning to the downs in the middle to the ups over the last four years. Um, with him, you know, battling his demons, then coming back, reinventing himself, and just being a really, really clutch pitcher um, for a team that frankly needed a pitcher that had the, had that kind of uh, moxie. Because I mean, when you have a young team and a young staff, um, you know, with with the likes of Severino, and, and I know Tanaka is a little bit older now, but you know, his first time through the postseason, CC really was a stabilizing force. Um, um, for them, whether it be game five against the Indians, game three against the Astros. And I know he didn't bring it in game seven against the Astros, but you knew going into it, it you know, he wasn't going to implode. He was, even if he didn't have his best stuff, he would battle. And I think it was a really good run for him. And then one of my favorite pitchers to go watch pitch. Uh, unfortunately, the only starter this year, aside from Severino, I didn't get to see. So I'm kind of bummed. I didn't get to see uh, CCC this year, but maybe out of the bullpen, um, in the playoffs, who knows? Yeah, that would be a that would be a cool last way to watch him in in person. I hope Some our last big way. names were in the bullpen. <laughs> I hope our last way watching him will be when he's holding up a World Series trophy. Seems like the best way for someone with a career like CeCe's to go out. Definitely deserving of it. We'll we'll see if it happens. Um, I mean, I think the storyline the storyline finishes. The Yankees are up twelve nothing in Game Six of the World Series, and they just throw CC out there to pitch the ninth. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, 
um, I, I guess it more gleam, uh, gloomy news when CC comes off the mound. The first person to greet him is his good Dylan friend and Dylan. Yeah, and he tore partially tore his Achilles on that little hop. When he didn't know how many outs there were. Yeah. What are the odds of that? I know. And then he looked great, too, when he came back. What was it, eight pitches, two strikeouts or something like that? The curve was working, yeah. the slurve, whatever. But now, of course, his season's over and going to have to determine if he needs surgery. And we, we've seen this with Zach Britton. It took him a while to get back to his normal self. And I don't know. I Not only was I just devastated to hear this news because you know Patances worked so hard all year to come back and be a part of this run and and into the postseason but just I mean that sadness kind of gave way for me to just anger because I just think about how he was treated last year and now he's finally in his age 31 season getting ready to hit free agency where he's supposed to be getting paid and you know setting himself up for life because he's earned it over the last five years he's been one of the most valuable relievers in major league baseball over that span and now of course with you know achilles injuries is sure to scare a lot of people off and probably eliminating his chance of getting that contract so i don't know i'm just i'm kind of mad at the system i'm, I'm mad at randy levine i just it's really sucks to see this happen to someone who's by all accounts a really good guy and we know he's a hell of a pitcher but um, because of this process where young players don't get their payday until, you know, I, I mean, Glaber Torres isn't even arbitration eligible for another two years. He's going to hit 40 home runs this year. It's, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it bothers the, me. The system is broken um, in terms of who's getting paid in baseball. And, I mean, you know, we talked about that mostly off season, And um it's a shame when you see it bite someone who seems to be uh, as likable of a person as Patances is. And, you know, he bought his parents a new house with his first paycheck or whatever, like his first big league season. And um, I think he still lived there for a long time, too, with his parents. But anyway, um, yeah, just it, it stinks. And I feel terrible for, for Dellen. And I can't stand Randy Levine for trashing him and, and all the other things Randy Levine has run his mouth about. But um, the one with Batances really sucks because he's one of your key relievers. And I mean, I hope the Yankees do right by him and at least offer him a qualifying offer. I mean, you know, I, honestly, if they offer him the qualifying offer, which will probably be what, 13, 14 million this year. What was it last year? 12. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. That could be way off, but anyway, so in the low, the low double digit millions, um, you know, I'm sure that'll probably honestly be whatever he would get on the free agent market now for a pitcher coming, basically pitching to two batters this season and, and with an Achilles. And, you know, Britain said he felt nauseous when he heard or, or whatever, Britain, you know, nauseous, sick to his stomach, whatever Britain said when he heard about it. And he, he can relate. I mean, it's only a partial tear. And I think they said that they're going to treat it conservatively without surgery. So, I mean, hopefully he's able to make a comeback and, and, you know, it'd be nice if the Yankees gave him the qualifying offer. He comes back next season, pitches well, and then even though he'll be 32 years old, he won't have the draft pick attached to him, and he could sign a three- or four-year deal for, you know, $30, 40000000 I hope so. It's absolutely what he deserves. 
but uh, yeah, another devastating injury, and there were there were more. There was a groin, another groin strain for Gary Sanchez, a mild oblique strain for Edwin Encarnacion, who was raking since he got back from the IL. So there's two well, more you, guys. So yeah, let's let's. Do you think? That Sanchez went on his own, or Boone really called for the steal? <laughs> uh, Sanchez probably went on his own. And Boone was just covering? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you get slow. Like, Pujols last night stole a base. Yep. Sometimes these slow guys think no one's paying attention, and they go. <laughs> Higashioka, I think, was caught off guard because he didn't even flinch. He just caught the caught the curveball, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was it. Um, well, I mean, luckily with, with Sanchez— Last time he only missed 16, 16 days, right? Mm-hmm. And if he misses 16 days from that, he will be back in time for October. He might not be able to play down the stretch in September. But, I mean, he had been getting his at-bats. He was, you know, um, doing just fine. So I, I think two weeks off, hopefully. The, the nice thing is the season ends on Sunday, and then they have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday off too, because they start up on Friday, assuming uh, they'll start up on Friday no matter what. Um so yeah, I think um, I think they'll be good to go. I hope so. They... Incarnacion, I'm a little more worried about, but I don't know. Which would suck because Incarnacion, like we've talked about, he looks like a guy that's just going to have some monster at bats in October. Yeah, they they really need Incarnacion. He's I think he's crucial to their chances of getting to the World Series and. You know, I, I guess you kind of hope maybe this guy is just built different than others. I mean, he fractured his wrist and he was back in what? Uh, I don't even remember how long. It wasn't even that long. And he comes back and he's mashing at the plate. Then this happens. But um, he says he thinks he'll be back. I, I'd like to trust him. So hopefully he is. Um, I mean, both of those guys are just crucial to the Yankees' chances. I mean, to think about the drop off of going from Sanchez behind the plate for both his arm and his bat at the plate and dropping off to Romine and, and Higashioka. That's obviously a huge, that would obviously be a huge blow. So they need, they need these guys. And even if, even if they're not able to get at bats by the time the regular season's over, if, if they're healthy, you, you got to have them on your, on your DS roster. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, they, they say it's going to be close for Edwin and Gary to get into the regular season. So I assume with those extra four days off that we talked about, they'll be good to go by the postseason. I mean, you know, there's there's no reason not to get them on there. They've played recently where it's not like, you know, you, if they have rust, they have rust. You're going to have to knock it off. But where you have a lineup now where you're going to have John Carlos Stanton get two weeks of at-bats in, plus Judge, Foy, Torres, you know, they're – Jiro Urshela, who's getting intentionally walked nowadays. Um, you know, they'll deal deal with a couple guys to shake off rust, even if it's just for the quality of at-bats that Edwin Encarnacion and Gary Sanchez give them. And you mentioned John Carlos Stanton. So there's there was the, the good news of the, the past week. He's back. He was playing left field, looked good out in left field. More importantly, his first at-bat, he rips a double into the gap in left center. Second at-bat. Rips a ball up back up the middle at 113 miles an hour, just right into the shift, and then strikes out in his third at bat. So, I mean, for first time back, especially given how much time he's lost, I think that was what his eighth game of the year or something like that. I mean, he looked he looked just fine at the plate, and you assume that over these last ten games, he'll you know 
shake more of that rust off, look even sharper at the play just in time for the playoffs. And that's, of course, a, a huge lift for the Yankees, who definitely need that outfield help because they don't have Talkman anymore. They're, they're not going to have Hicks either. So, you know, obviously Stanton is a far better alternative than, as much as we love him, than Mabin and Frazier as well. So that's a... Uh, that's big news for the Yankees if that's uh, Stanton's starting point that we saw last night. Yeah, I mean, Stanton's looked good from opening day to when he got hurt three days in till the brief stint that he was back. He, he was hitting the ball. He's looked awesome all, all year, and, um, I mean, he'll be fresh. We know that. And he looks fine out in left field. I thought he played a ball mm-hmm. off the wall really well last night. Um, wound up being a double, but he, he played it perfectly. And I, I, I think he'll do a good job out there. Um, serviceable enough, especially when you consider that the impact his bat has. And look, he's going to chase some sliders in the dirt from right-handed pitchers. A lot of right-handed pitcher, right-handed hitters do that. Even Judge does it. Um, so whatever. But he's going to hit the ball hard, and, and when he gets the ball in the air, big things happen. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty pumped that Stanton's back. I, I think the lineup definitely felt deeper last night with him in it, um, considering the guys that they are missing. But We'll see. Um, excuse me. We'll see what happens uh, in terms of uh, in, in terms of how how he looks for the rest of the season. Did you see the article in the Athletic, by the way, the Q and A with Boone when he they asked about Stanton and, and like if he goes two for twelve? Oh, yeah, of course. He's like, I don't look at batting average. That was that was great. And Lindsey Adler responded, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah. Even though Lindsey shuns us, uh, I really enjoy her reporting. <laughs> she doesn't shun us. I don't even think we've reached out to her. She just doesn't have. Uh, I've, I know I've DM'd her like three different times. Oh, over like I, I let like four months go by, so it's not weird. But. <laughs> well, she's busy. Yeah, I guess it's fine. I understand how it is. <laughs> Next time you cover a postseason game, though, just just you know let her know that. Uh, yeah, I will. That we feel hurt. <laughs> Speaking of um, stories on the athletic, I haven't read it yet, but looks like Mark Carrig wrote a really nice story on CC Sabathia, former friend of the podcast, Mark Carrig. So everyone, be sure to read that if you're a subscriber to the athletic. But um, I have to check that one out. Yeah, I'm going to read it right after this. But anyway, um, maybe we should talk about Adam Adovino because he's obviously another crucial postseason piece, and he struggled again last night. This is four outings in a row now where he's given up at least one run, gave up three hits yesterday. Some of them were weak contact infield grounders, but still, I mean, this is not the overpowering dominant Ottavino we've been used to, which of course is the version you want to see heading into the postseason because you know how valuable he is, especially now that they won't have Batances anymore. All those four guys, the Ottavinos, Canelys, Britons, and Chapmans become so much more important. And um yeah, it's been a it's been a little concerning watching Ottavino lately. His hard contact rate has spiked and gave up the home run to Mookie Betts a couple weeks ago, which kind of started this this stretch. So Ottavino has not looked good and sometimes it's been coming against bad teams like the Angels line up with without Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Well I mean there was the double last night, but other than that, really all that was just poor defense. And, By him you know, included. <laughs> yeah, Foyt and him. But um, And the balk. The other, I mean, that's the thing. He's looked like he's come unnerved a couple of times, just sort of panicked or 
um, you know, just rushed or, or whatever. That that's what's kind of upsetting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hashtag worried about <laughs> about Ottavino, um, especially right now. And when everybody else has looked really good, I mean, Britain's mm-hmm. looked solid. Um, Chapman hasn't pitched since the Obama administration, I think. I know. I feel like um, I haven't seen him he, He's warmed up a lot, but he doesn't come <laughs> into pitch. I don't understand why, but whatever. I mean, he'll be fresh for October. That much is clear. Yeah. And, and Canely, I mean, yesterday included, it looked dominant as ever. Oh, we, yeah. we had We had the wrist tendonitis scare um, earlier or late last week, and you were like, oh, God, like what are they hiding this time? It turns out it was just – a little blip in the radar and he comes back and he's looked great again. So that's, that's a huge relief, especially given how Ottavino's looked lately. But I mean, look, we, you know, I, I guess on the positive side, you mentioned Chapman, we've seen him go through bad funks pretty much once a year since he's come to New York, including this year, he had a, he had a bad July and um, you know, maybe that's you know, relievers just go through rough patches. Hopefully Ottavino figures this out. We know he's a, you know he's dedicated to his craft. He's probably back in his uh, storefront in Brooklyn with his Edgertronic camera, like they talked about in the MVP machine, figuring things out. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I'm sure he'll be fine. It's it's it sucks to see it happen this close to the postseason because then you're like, oh god, like what are the Twins going to do to this kind of pitching, which is looking like who the Yankees might play in the DS, but. I don't know. I think he'll be fine. There's still 10 games to go. He can get it figured out, and he's obviously a good enough pitcher to do it, and we've the bulk of his sample size shows us that he's one of the better relievers in the league. And at least me, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good that he'll figure it out before October hits. Oh, yeah, I, I think for sure he'll, he'll figure it out, and it's just a matter of just makes you feel uneasy when it's coming this close to the postseason. But... Um, you know, a lot of it has been bad luck, but that, you know, he has been getting hit a little bit hard, too. So it is what it is. But they have plenty of options, unfortunately, you know, with the Batanzas injury. That's one taken away. Um, we'll see what happens. Honestly, let's, let's – all right. Luis Hess has looked really good out of the bullpen. It, yeah. I think I he's I think he's pitching himself onto the postseason roster. He might. I mean, there's uh, a spot open now that Batanzas yeah. is, is gone. So I, I think he's probably the – the one they're going to go with. I, yeah, I, I agree. So I which still petrifies good. me regardless of how good he's looked lately. Well, we'll see. The Yankees have talked about, I don't know if you read the article about them using piggyback starters in yeah. the postseason. What, I mean, if Severino, Severino pitched what, four innings in his first start and looked very good. It looked awesome. Yeah. We have to talk about that. But, I mean, if you have Severino, Paxton, and Tanaka, that's three right there that you're – I mean, at, you're, you're figuring you're getting at least four innings out of each of them, probably five. Um, and if you are if you have the recent version of Hap, then all of a sudden you have four. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. So I don't know how, how necessary that piggyback version is. I, I mean, I would rather just go with short leashes and then go to the big guns, which, I mean, I, in the playoffs you could do every single night pretty much. Go with that piggyback formula if you're down by, you know, two or three runs. Um, but I don't know. What do you think about what do you think about that? I think it's, you know, it's unconventional, but I, I like that they're considering all options. And, you know, if CeCe's going to be used in a bullpen role, it's probably going to be some type of 
piggyback role like that, and it doesn't look like Herman's going to get any starts anymore. So, and I'm well, sure, the, yeah, I'm sure they want to use him. So, you know, definitely, I, definitely a short leash. Maybe maybe the piggyback role goes if the if the starters have trouble early on, like the Haps or the or the Tanakas. Um, but you know Severino, maybe they they don't know what they're going to be able to build him back to by the time the postseason hits. Maybe he can only go three or four innings, and then you want to have Herman follow him with with three, with two or three or something like that. Maybe that's maybe I, that's the plan. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume we'll have Severino up to six by the postseason, but the postseason more stressful, more pitches, so you probably bump that back down to five or four. Um, Excuse me. I, I love um, how Domingo has looked coming in after a crafty lefty. That's been awesome. And um, I'm sure he would look good coming in after Hap or, or, or pretty much anybody. But um, it's been really encouraging to see how he's looked out of the bullpen. And it's an exciting possibility. We'll see what uh, what CC looks like. By the way, what the hell the Angels uh, – CeCe's last start at Yankee Stadium and you have a freaking leadoff single bunt. You know he doesn't like that. Come <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I don't like bunts. He kept his cool, though. Yeah. If that's it was why, Jackie Bradley Jr., it would have been a different story. Uh, oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's talk about Severino. Um, looked awesome. Yeah, um, but he touched 98 with his fastball, sat at about 96, 97 the whole night. Yeah, he uh, he lost control of it there in, what was it, like the third inning, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, but slider kind of came and went fastball was there didn't throw a lot of change-ups they throw any actually they didn't throw any when i was watching yeah i didn't see any either i i gotta check the uh the percentages on baseball savant but yeah that was uh that was something i thought about during the game and then i just kind of forgot about once it was over because i was just excited that he did well yeah definitely definitely encouraging and uh i mean that's a game changer if you got a guy like that that's able to give you four or five innings in a playoff series twice, that that's sick, especially with their bullpen. So I, that makes me feel a lot better about what the Yankees can do in October. Yeah, oh, obviously. I mean, Severino, I think, is one of the biggest pieces if the Yankees want to win the World Series. They need an electric starter, someone who can match guys like Verlander and Cole and yeah, those are pretty much the two pitchers I'm scared of. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's um, yeah that that's who we have our eye on. But for the first round, like you said, it, it's probably looking like the Twins, and we know they can hit the ball, even yeah. though they only scored one run last night. Um, so we'll see. But I mean, take taking away the ALCS, let's just think about the ALDS. Now that we kind of know who we're going in with, I mean, I'm going to assume we're going to have Sanchez possibly Encarnacion, everybody else we, we're, we're sure about unless something happens within the next 10 days, which probably will season <laughs> probably will. Um, who would you rather play in the first round out of, out of all the teams that, that are, that are alive? I mean, obviously not the Astros. Let's take them out of it, but anybody else is a realistic possibility. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I kind of want to say I kind of want to say the Twins just because of history and the fact that they've lost some key guys as well recently. Buxton's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Pineda's gone. Um, who I actually had been pitching really well. Um, I don't know. the The Rays would just be annoying. I don't know. I don't want to play at the Trop. I don't want to see their 
Well, they would be back to a 25-man roster, so they can only throw so many pitchers at you. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I guess I would say either the Twins or the Rays. Yeah, definitely not not Oakland. They they no. scare me. Even though the the Twins have a better run differential, like you said, they they've dealt with some injuries and cooled off lately. Um, you know, they're 500 over their last 10 and. Although the Twins play really well away, they don't play that great at home. So, I mean, if you figure that the Yankees play well at Yankee Stadium and then on the road, the Twins really don't have that much of an advantage. Um, I, I think that would match up well. But also the Yankees have handled Tampa well all year. Mm-hmm. And um, that that'd be an exciting series. And, and like I said earlier this year, if Tampa had a real stadium, a real – fan base and you know i don't mean to disparage the the few fans that they have but if they had like a ravenous fan base you know like the astros the red Sox, uh the indians it'd be a really fun rivalry because they're they're a really fun team to play against frustrating stadium to play in but it'd be good but i'd probably take the twins um one of these times though they're going to wind up beating us i'm afraid but you know i don't think it's going to be this time we'll see so i'll probably i'll probably go with the twins yeah, I also think that I also think that the offenses are are a wash, um, but the Yankees have have the advantage in, in the pitching. So uh, both ends starting and relieving. So I'll take two. I'll, you know, I'll take two and a half out of three. Yeah, obviously anything can happen. I mean, all it takes is I mean, we saw it with a team like the Indians in 2017. All it takes is for a key guy like Jose Ramirez to just go completely cold. And that can turn out to be the the difference in the series. I mean, imagine if that ALDS against the Yankees, if Jose Ramirez actually hit close to his to his norm or to his potential, that's probably a totally different series. And um, yeah, I mean, all it takes is for one key bat on the Twins to go cold, Nelson Cruz or whoever it may be, and then all of a sudden it becomes a much more manageable series. And that's just the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of randomness. There's, there's going to be some things that defy a lot of what the regular season showed who knows maybe maybe the Astros hit the playoffs and you know George Springer forgets how to hit it it's happened before to establish stars that raked in the regular season so I'm just excited for the playoffs because again we can talk about it as much as we want and project lineups and best possible opponent but really I mean anything can happen uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's why you know when the Yankees clinch, we'll have to have a little party because it's been a really it's been a really weird year. Like it, it's punched you in the stomach like fifteen different times with all the injuries, but at the same time, it's been a really fun year. Like you know, Gio Urshela to be hitting over three hundred in the end of September, so he'll finish above that. And you know, with twenty dingers, it is an awesome story. I mean, it's it's been really fun to watch guys like Urshela, watch LeMahieu come over and, and tear it up. And, and then just see some of the some of the other guys develop, like like Torres having a monster season. And then you had sort of Gary bouncing back, not only with the offensive production, but I mean Sanchez looked looked really good on defense this year. Um, blocked a lot of balls, and um, it, it was it was a fun year for a lot of reasons, and probably one of the more fun Yankee seasons. Um, I would say 2017 and this year were definitely the the two most fun years. Um, probably in the last 10 years since, since Oh nine. Yeah, no, Hey, this when, if, and when they clinch, I mean, I am certainly going to 
not hold back celebrating. I can remember growing up when from when I was six till sixteen, they won they won the division, and it was kind of like all right, like this was expected. I can remember watching them clinch the division and really not even reacting at all because it had become so expected. But look, it's hasn't happened since 2012 and they especially should they have every reason to celebrate even more this year given who's been lost who they've had to play without for extended periods of time I mean the fact that the fact that they are on the cusp of winning the division on on which would be their 100th win of the season right if if because they're at Uh 99 wins I mean that's thinking about who they've lost that's an insane accomplishment to be able to clinch uh the division with teams like the Red Sox and the Rays. So that's uh definitely nothing to uh I totally just lost my train of thought. But you know what I mean. Nothing you know, to sneeze at? Yeah, nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I I mean, you know, like we said, the playoffs are a crapshoot. Houston's obviously the best team in the league. I mean, their expected win loss is 153, which is their exact record. The Yankees is 93 and 60, which is the third best after the Astros and the, the Dodgers. But, um, you know, anything can happen. You know, the Yankees can take care of the Twins, and something weird can happen where Tampa Bay wins a five game series against Houston or, or, or Oakland does. And, you know, you never know. So, yeah, it'll be weird. Yankees also could, who knows? Twins could just keep hitting, and and Judge could, and and Torres can go into a slump, and the Yankees will be out. But you know that stuff just happens. It's baseball, especially in a five-game series. But even in a seven-game series, I mean, seven games not a long time. How many players go into slumps for two, three weeks, let alone one week? Yeah, that was uh, that's kind of that was kind of Brian Cashman's message throughout that whole Inside the Empire book is when explaining his philosophy. You know, he he wants to win the division and get into the playoffs. And then from there, it's kind of a crapshoot. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely some truth to that. I think sometimes we don't like how that philosophy kind of affects certain moves that are made of just like the goal of just like getting into the playoffs. Personally, I think you should put together the absolute best team to give yourself the best chance, despite the playoffs being a crapshoot. But I mean, acquisitions like LeMahieu and Urshela have certainly paid off and it's it's been a really fun season and I'm I'm hoping we uh talk again later tonight for a a celebratory reaction episode to the Yankees clinching we'll see if that happens I think that's obviously what we're looking forward to today but is there anything else you're looking forward to for the rest of this week um, well, obviously, looking forward to hopefully the, the clinching the East for the first time in a while, and um, yeah, playing some wiffle ball, hanging out with you on Saturday, and maybe going to see Rambo. Oh yeah, uh, actually, I'm not going really, to see Rambo. I'm not looking forward to that that much. <laughs> I am, but I'm, yeah, I know, I know, I'm going to hurt you real bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be bad, but it's Rambo, so that was obviously my favorite movie when i was a kid and it's probably uh, gonna be bad actually you know what I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because the fourth one was actually i really liked it i really liked the fourth rambo it was good and i am uh after the fifth die hard it can't get much worse oh no the rotten tomatoes scores out yeah it's at like a 50 percent, which would be the highest since the first movie so i i actually don't uh, take anything away from that no it's it's down to 47 Oh, oh, wait, no, it says no score yet. What the hell? 
No, it was it was it was fifty this morning, so it, it makes sense if it's down to like a forty-seven. They mm. gave Rambo four a thirty-nine, so I have no, I'm not worried. All right, that's fine. But anyway, we're gonna play some wiffle ball. Play a little shorthanded. Um, you know, probably we've play, we've logged a lot of wiffle ball innings in our life, so I'm pretty excited to uh, to play with you again. You know, after your retirement. Yeah, it would have been fun to get all three brothers involved, but Kyle's. Ghost Kyle's gotten right dark. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He probably wants to just watch college football or something. But yeah, you know. well, he's acting like if, if he pitches, we'll be home before the twelve o'clock game start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Good. Good luck to us in our wiffle ball tournament this weekend, and um, best of luck to the Yankees tonight. Please just take care of the Angels and be able to celebrate. In front of the home fans for win number 100. Definitely excited about that. If that happens, I'm sure we'll be talking to everyone again very soon. If, if not, uh, in the near future, whenever it happens. But everybody uh, strap in for this game tonight and enjoy it. Hopefully it's a memorable one because it's a clinching one. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. Thanks for listening. See you later, everybody. Um, let's go Yanks. Let's wrap this up.